Hey loves, I'm feeling this one. darlings and welcome to another episode of the white lotus blooms podcast i'm kamala aka lotus and this is part three of the series looking at what do you deserve in the love space and for those of you who are joining me today i hope you would have listened to parts one and two before only because it was meant to be you know a continuation a build-up on the different um in the different areas and so if you haven't yet, now is a chance to just run over and just capture those other two episodes and do the homework as well, right? So providing that you have done that, then I want to talk today in our third um, part of the series on how do you want to show up and what do you want? What do you want in love? How do you want to show up and what, it, what is it that you want in love? And these are big questions, and these are questions that require some time to think it through. And I chose India Ari's song, Steady Love, because when you listen to the lyrics, she sounds like a woman who has become courageously clear on what it is that she wants and what it is that she does not want. And ladies, it is so important for us to do likewise, because the first step to getting what you want is to get rid of what you don't want and to do that you have to become aware of why you don't want it and what exactly is it that you do not want and so this is this is not a how to get a man podcast this is a podcast that is focused on all of us doing the work the inside work the introspection work the courageous work on getting clear on who we are, how we can be better, how we can level up personally. And I'm a firm believer in the fact that when you do that, you attract beautiful things into your life, complementing things, yeah? Things that will become a natural fit, synchronicity things into your space. And so if you're walking on a particular path, you're going to book up somebody who's also on the path. So it's important to be going in the right direction. And to do that, we have to figure out where we're at, what has not served us, what do we want to fix? Do you want to fix it only for decoration? 
or you really, really, truly, 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 really want to make a switch in this year, 2019, that God has gifted us to make a difference for the rest of your life. That will, that will hopefully be the best of your life. And so I want to help us to focus on some areas in teasing out this topic of what it is that you want. Now, I used to operate a bridal boutique. I still do some things within the bridal space, but I no longer have the boutique up and running. And while we had that for what, seven years, I was able to engage with women who are about to get married and their partners too. And trust me, I learned a lot of things, good things and not so good things about how we as women have been socialized, unfortunately, um, from we're little girls actually to focus on, you know, marriage versus a wedding. And so I have become very passionate about sharing this everywhere I'm asked to speak that for some of us, unfortunately, the reality is that we spend maybe 20 plus years, 30 plus, depending on, on the age at which you get married, we spend decades planning for an eight hour event. So if you ask us, what do you want your wedding to look like? We can reel it off maybe in like a two second span. We want the dress to be this, 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 this. We want these colors. We want flowers everywhere. We want glass on this and that. We want the shivari chairs. We want for there to be a horse and a carriage. You want a big princess ball gown. You want your hair to be in a side sweep, you know, over your left shoulder because that's your good side. You want dangly earrings. You want purple shoes because that's like your favorite color from childhood. You want certain flowers in your bouquet. What kind of cake you want, how many tears, what flavor cake it is. Um, how you want your husband to look you want him to be wearing all white to match you are you going to be real you know all of these details you know who you want to be there and who you don't want to be there and we kind of update that imaginary guest list probably every two years you know well me and she and her friend again so she's not coming to my wedding but we become so clear on the wedding details and a wedding realistically is typically a six to eight hour event it's literally like a party or a dinner or a banquet it's an event and similarly if you ask those same women, what do you want your marriage to be like? We tend to get a lot less details in the, you know, in the expressions, a lot less texture, you know, a lot less descriptive words um, and a lot less visual detail and emotional detail and texture. How do you want to feel? What kind of dynamics do you want? You know, so, so we might typically hear things like, oh, I want to be treated well. I want him to be faithful. I want him to be respectful. And perhaps um, I want him to help with housework. But we don't, we're not trained oftentimes to get specific in terms of how you want to feel in love. How do you want to grow with your partner? Did you even think of the fact that as we grow older, we change? and to take into consideration how you think you might look in terms of your behaviors, your preferences, whether you're dominant, whether you're submissive, whether you are, you know, an obedient quote-unquote wife, you know, um, as you go older and become more professionally advanced and travel the world. How do you think the dynamics in your relationship may or may not change depending on how you grow and change or not, or how your husband grows and changes or does not? When, when children come on the scene, how do you think that might change the relationship? How do you want it to look when there are children? What do you want the financial landscape to look like in your, in your long-term relationship? 
right? What is your preference? Do you want to have shared accounts? Those details, we're not trained to think of those because those are not sexy. Those are mundane. You know, how do you want to apportion the housework? Do you want to be able to afford living help so that it takes the burden off of both of you? Or do you think it's, it's predominantly a woman's domain to care for the home? Do you, want to, do you want to work in your home? Do you want that to be your job where you take care of your home and your family and, and our children if you have them? Or do you want to work out? What might that look like in a long-term situation? How do you want your husband to make you feel? And ladies, because we have been so bamboozled in my mind to think of the wedding as being primarily about the bride in many cases, what do you want to bring to your relationship? Because the man is not just there as a genie to grant your childhood wishes. He's a real living person. And ideally you would have selected a deserving person. And so he deserves for you to serve him as well. And for you to make him feel good and for you to compliment him as well as for him to make you feel worthy and all these things. So we have a whole lot of misplaced attentions and priorities when it comes to, you know, long-term relationships or relationships in general versus how we focus on the wedding, the big wedding day, the best day of our lives. And so I want to help us today to become clearer on what happens ideally after the big horse and carriage event, which is the wedding, you know, or even if you do not choose to be married, what do you want your ultimate love story to look like? What do you want it to feel like? And so here are a couple of questions for you. And again, many of these questions and many others, you know, under different topics are in the White Lotus uh, Leveling Up in Love ebook that's available on our website. So what kind of man is deserving of you? And I hope your answer is not any good man. Yeah, because you are valuable and I hope you have come to see that and you are more intent on doubling down in your value. And so therefore, I'm asking you now, the leveled up version of you, after having listened to the other two episodes in the series, what kind of man is deserving of you? What kind of man does he have to be financially? I will, I will pause for emphasis. <laughs> what kind of man does he have to be financially? What kind of man does he have to be emotionally? I pause here also to interject that like India, she says she wants a man who's not afraid of his feelings. And I pause for us to think about that. A man who isn't afraid of his feelings. That sounds good to me. But sometimes we get caught in this double trap of um, also demonizing when men embrace their feelings and are expressive. Because sometimes we are the same ones who are like, um, no, that's too much. When a man is trying to tell you that you made him feel a particular way or a situation made him feel whatever. Like sometimes we are the same ones who will try to get him to, con you know, what's the word, conform to this old ridiculous notion that we have and we have heard many times that boys aren't supposed to cry and that real men aren't supposed to do xyz how is he going to be sensitive to your needs if he is not able to feel what you feel and see things and be willing to see things from your perspective and so it's so important for us to not have conflicting desires clarity is what is important to manifest beautiful things in our lives we have to have a singular focus and not be double-minded as the bible says we have to be clear what do you want 
it can be that you want a tugs but you also want a man who will you know who will be there for you when you feel vulnerable and who will be sensitive when you're not able to put your feelings into words you can't have it both ways my lovely it's important to be clear what is most important to you what will serve you most yeah what kind of man does he have to be spiritually does he have to be a christian committed christian going to church serving the lord reading his bible fasting praying etc does he have to be a man who just believes you know he believes he's not the biggest church goer does is it okay for him in your book if he doesn't believe in a divine creator whether you call him jesus whether you call him allah whatever it is are you okay with that what if he calls the creator something different or what if even within your particular religion let's say christianity he has a different you know um, emphasis a different denominational stance so you know he worships on the sabbath and he thinks you should keep all things holy on the sabbath and you're not so minded is that okay can that work what kind of man does he have to be relationally what kind of relationship does he have with his mom with his sisters with his exes what kind of relationship does he have with his friends is he a leader or a follower is he the one that they come to for support or for advice or is he the one who is you know easily influenced whatever i'm bridging them say i eat that can't make the man them feel like me too soft yeah what kind of man is he relationally how does he treat relational bonds is he faithful to his friends is he overly involved in his friends lives and does he invite them to do the same thing what what can that look like what should that look like for you for that man to be deserving of you what should it look like physically yeah are you okay with a man who's out of shape are you okay with a man who is on the journey to leveling up in all of these areas and i would hope that in all of these things we're not going to become slaves to a list where we are seeing ourselves as these um what should i say entitled goddesses who are just disqualifying or qualifying you know men based on you know what we see this is not intended to be a list that will make you feel superior the only superiority that i am um advertising or advocating rather for us is to be superior to your former self and to be leveling up every single day and not to be looking your, your, down your nose at anyone to say oh he, he can't afford me like he's too poor no because everybody's situation can change right and whether or not they meet your criteria everybody is valuable in their own right so you wouldn't want anybody to look down their nose at you so i'm not advocating for you to do same but at the same time you have to become clear on what it is that best serves you and act accordingly if it doesn't serve you it just doesn't serve you but there's no need to be mean or to be bitchy is what i'm really trying to say here right so it's important to become clear on what the man looks like what kind of words does he speak to you is he able to be soft so to speak and to tell you his fears does that man look like your man is he the kind of man who is so caught up in pursuing the material things in life that he will do it at the expense of his health of his mental well-being at the expense of his relationships with you where is he in his journey 
and where are you in your journey? Because sometimes, ladies, I feel like we, we can get kind of unrealistic in our expectations. And so even though I'm advocating for us to be clear and to have the biggest, grandest vision of your love life, I want us to also leave room for the fact that we are also being um, assessed by someone for whether or not we meet their criteria, yeah? Whether or not we are deserving of them. And so in all things, we have to leave room for, well, I think we should leave room for growth for all of us to, to be growing and changing in a positive direction. Because sometimes we're looking for someone, for example, who is um, the same age as you, so they're a contemporary. So let's say that you're in your late 20s. So you want somebody who's like between 25 and 28 and you want them to be earning seven figures per month. My real question there would be, okay, nothing is wrong with that. And there are people in their 20s who are earning that monthly. What is the purpose? What is, why do you require for him to be earning such a set figure per month? Yeah. Is it more about financial stability or more about prestige or bragging rights? You know, is it more about materialism or, or about security? Because you can have security with maybe one less zero, right, per month. And especially with what you are bringing into the union as well, there can be a, a, an increased amount of security. So why is it that you're looking for that particular thing? So I left this particular activity for this last series, this last episode in the series, because by now we would have started to do some work. And so from, from our level up perspective and position, I feel as though we can come up with some, you know, some more, what should I say? some more realistic and purposeful is the word some more purposeful aspirations for ourselves in the love space so whatever it is that you desire if you want him to be six feet four drop dead gorgeous have an eight pack or a nine pack or a ten pack earning seven figures he has two cars and three homes in um three of those homes are you know he has a home in like three fabulous destination countries then girl do you write it down and hold on to it but it's also important to analyze where you're coming from with it and what is it that is most important to you. Is it what he has, bank account-wise, financially, or is it how he treats you? And nothing is wrong with wanting a man who's wealthy. Nothing is wrong with wanting financial security in a partner. It's important for you also, though, to, you know, to figure out, is it that you are judging him mostly on that, right, without leaving room for other things, is what I'm, you know, I'm advocating against. And so to wrap it up, it is also important for all of us to consider the fact that there are some things on the list which are more important than others and only you can decide what your non-negotiables are. So for example, he can have the seven figures per month and the three cars and the five homes, but he may have 15 children with 16 different women, right? Um, does that work for you in spite of the other good things that come with him? Can you deal with the baby mothers? Can you deal with the relationships that he has or does not have with his children? Does that work for you? What if he's, he tends to be brash and he tends to be very domineering and he has 15 other things off your list? Does the reality that he's brash and domineering discredit him? And only you can answer that. Only you can decide what your non-negotiables are and, and, and take it from there. And so this was meant to be a conversation with yourself about the beauty that you deserve, 
and I would hope the beauty that you are committed to growing in yourself so that you can be a beautiful complement to somebody else. Because this is not one-sided. We can't just be over here saying, I deserve this, gimme, 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 gimme. We have to remember that a, that a love relationship is a partnership and it's give and take. And in some iterations of that relationship, you will be giving more. It's not always 50-50. You'll be giving more because of your partner's needs at the moment or because of your resources, etc. And in some, in some iterations, you'll be on the receiving end and your partner will be giving more. So we can't just be over here saying, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a super goddess. I deserve, I deserve, I deserve. And not thinking about what our partner, our ideal partner will also deserve. Yeah? In all these things... I encourage us to speak positive things to ourselves and I don't just mean to mean for us to think it in our heads but to open our mouths and hear ourselves say positive things about ourselves so I practice what I call affirmations and it is a proven technique under the cognitive behavioral um, therapy model that these positive self statements can help us to you know fight anxiety and can help us to fight poor self-concept and these things are important so again in the leveling up in love ebook i have included some of my favorite affirmations for us to practice saying at different times of the day throughout the day verbal verbalizing them and putting them on things around you putting them on your wall i'm creating t-shirts which have positive um statements and positive affirmations for us to surround ourselves with the truth about ourselves in doing that I believe that we create a space that is absolutely just like a magnet to, to bringing beautiful things, experiences, and ultimately love into our lives and the kind of love that we deserve. I thank you for taking the journey with me on this three-part series. I can't wait to hear what you think about this one and to get your feedback for what we can discuss in the next episode. And I leave you with the words of one of my faves, Ms. India Ari. And I love how clear she is, the fact that she wants steady love. What is your adjective? What is your descriptive for the love that you think you deserve? Sometimes hot love and sexy love and steamy love can fade out very quickly. So I love her word, steady. And steady isn't always sexy. It's not always like, ooh, ooh, ooh. But steady can, can run the test of time. So I encourage you to find your own adjective or borrow Miss India Aries, Miss India Aries adjective. But whatever it is, just become clear, become clear on at least three things that you want to experience in love, three things that you deserve, and three things that you definitely want to be the hallmark of your blooming love story. Thank you so much again. And I'll see you in future episodes. It's so natural to make a lie Cause he's a perfect compliment Cause I'm a boss in my world But when we're together He just makes me feel like his girl He's giving me love So stay He touches my heart Now I'm ready He touches my soul Spirit, he's giving me love. So stay, so stay. He puts every other man I've ever known to shame. Sing it, girl. I just wanna be with him, talk to him, sleep near him, walk with him, be with him every day. I wanna be lovers.
Stay. 